Okay, folks. Um, I'm not preaching today. Uh, we have, I guess, the only person who has guest preached at River Heights Vineyard in quite a few years. So uh, I recently got to go to seminary. Uh, by the grace of God, I got to go for free because of a generous donor. And I went and was part of this program called MDivX, where for two years I was exposed to the most Holy Spirit-centered, Word of God-filled, uh, marvelous exposure to wonderful human beings teaching me deep and beautiful things about God. The entire program was designed and implemented by this guy right here. This is Ralph Jacobson. He was one of my professors, a uh, professor of Old Testament, right? And uh, I heard him first at the Festival of Homiletics some years back, and uh, his workshop was the first I'd ever heard where I thought, you could have preached your entire sermon as is with no changes right in my church, and it would have fit right in. And so I went up and talked with him afterwards, and I wound up getting suckered into seminary. And so be careful, people. It could happen to you. It happens to Sandy Knutson, our intern as well. So watch out. Um, I invited Rolf to speak here the first time because I admire his intellect and his character and his sense of humor and uh, his warmth of spirit. And so I'm just real glad to have him back here again. And so let's give it up for Rolf. Okay, there we go. Thought I had mastered the on and off switch. Apparently not. Well, thank you for uh, having me here. A um, couple things about me as I start. Uh, one is that uh, I'm in a wheelchair uh, because uh, 42 years ago I had cancer. I just thought, my wife always says, tell people that so they're not wondering. Second of all, I have never rolled off the stage. Um, so don't worry if, uh, if I get close to the edge. Um, and if it happens today, you'll have a really good story. So uh, um, I'm not here to be like a stereotype, but I'm Lutheran, really hyper-Lutheran, and you'll know that in a few ways. First of all, my sweater gives me away here <laughs> in Minnesota. And because my theme today is the Holy Spirit, and in the Lutheran tradition, red is the color of the Holy Spirit when we have like worship stuff, so I thought I'd wear my red sweater. I have a three-point sermon, which is really typical Lutheran. Three points on the Holy Spirit, and for each point, an image about the Spirit from the Bible. Uh, one other thing is that um, I come from a creedal tradition. Lutherans are creed, creed, we are creedal, which means we teach the ancient creeds of the Christian church, and we say them every week in worship together, things like, I believe in God the Father, I believe in God the Son, I believe in God the Holy Spirit. So uh, uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit today. Uh, and uh, one last thing before I get to the first point, and that is, um, I like to say that, uh, I didn't make this up, but the Holy Spirit is the shy member of the Trinity. And sort of like Ringo in the Beatles, you either ignore him, and it's just all about John, Paul, and George, and you don't even, you don't even pay attention, or you obsess about him, right? Now, and uh, so the Holy Spirit, a lot of Christians are like that. They either kind of ignore the Spirit or they obsess about the Spirit. We're going to try to be in the middle of all that today. Point number one, God's Spirit is all around me. Please say that with me. God's Spirit is all around me. I tricked you into saying a creed. <laughs> God's Spirit is all around me. That's the first thing we learn about God in the Bible. 
The Bible starts out, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, and there was nothing but a formless void, the Spirit of God hovered above the waters. Think about that. The very first thing you learn is that the nature of reality, the nature of human society, is that the Spirit of God is all around me, all around us, in the neighborhood, out there doing God things. We, mo we focus on the days of creation usually. Right? What did God create? Day one, day two. When is it good? Oh, it's very good. But before any of that, the nature of reality is that the Spirit of God is all around us doing God's things. And the image here is wind. The primary image for God's Holy Spirit in the Bible is wind. And actually, the word for spirit here is translated in some translations, like this one here that I've got in front of me. A wind from God hovered over the waters. But that's not right. It's the Spirit of God. But the Spirit can mean, the word that means spirit can mean wind. Now think about with me. Uh-oh. Hold on. I keep a timer in front of me. Uh, a speaking timer like this. Pete said I have 22 minutes and I forgot to turn it on, so I'm going to assume I've talked for two minutes. I tell you this so that you have hope. I will end. <laughs> Why is wind such a good metaphor for the Spirit of God? Well, think about it. What is wind? Wind is invisible, but it's a reality. You know it's there and you know it can be powerful. So that's a really good reason for wind as a metaphor for the spirit, a picture. What else? Wind cannot be controlled by human beings. In John, Jesus says the wind blows when and where it will. The spirit blows when and where it will. We cannot control it. And if you've ever tried to control God's spirit in your life, you know that's true. That we cannot control the spirit of God. We can't even protect ourselves necessarily from it. We can stay inside, but if in the end you have to go outside and there will be wind and sometimes it will be strong. I want to come back to that in a minute. Sometimes that wind is strong. A third thing about the wind then is that it guides us like the Spirit guides us. Like I said, I'll come back to that. But first I want to talk about this thing we learned in Genesis 1-2, that the Spirit of God is out there around us doing God's things. The very nature of reality is the Spirit is active. Now, I used to teach at Augsburg University, and uh, I would talk to the other professors about the nature of reality. And I would talk to my friend, Jean Bay Fleming, who's an economist, and she'd say, Rolf, the nature of reality is that people are out there with their money making Enlightened, self-interested choices. That's society, Rolf. It's about money and how people make choices. Then I could go upstairs and I could talk to the psychology professor. And they would say, no, no, the nature of society is actually that inside of us there are deep structural forces that we are not aware of. We have an id, we have a superego and an ego, and Really, when we're speaking, it's all these symbols, and sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. And then I could go down the hallway and talk to a Marxist. 
And this Marxist would say, no, no, no. The nature of reality in human society is it is a struggle for power between identity groups. For Marx, it was the poor, the working class, the bourgeois, the rich. And because it's a struggle for power, the workers got to take control of the means of production. All of those things are a little true. I'm not trying to say they're not a little true, but none of them gets to the foundational reality. The Holy Spirit is out there doing God things. I think I have a slide from Psalm 146, don't I? There it is, back up once. Notice that Psalm 146 sees this. What is the, the Holy Spirit is out there doing things. The Lord frees prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighted down. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord, Mary says, the Lord is casting the mighty down from their thrones and lifting up the low ones. All right? The psalmist knows that Genesis 1-2 is the most true thing in the world and that the Spirit of God is out there. And part of what we do as a church is figure out where God is stirring and we participate as the Spirit does God's things. I want to come back to that image of wind. The Spirit is a wind and the Spirit guides and propels us into the future God wants for us as individuals and as a community. Think about that sail, that sailboat and the wind. Sometimes we go where God wants us to go, and we go there faster because the wind is with us. Sometimes in our spiritual lives, though, we try to sail against the wind. I, uh, I was thinking last night as I was uh, finishing the sermon, I should have had the band play Bob Seger against the wind. Some of you that remember 70s uh, stadium rock might know what I'm talking about. Twice in my life, looking back, I know that I tried as hard as I could to sail against God's wind. I wasn't good at that point in my life at listening to God and discerning what God wanted me to do. I, I can vaguely, Pete said, go ahead and talk about that. First of all, I said, I can't talk about those stories. I can talk about one of them vaguely. One time I was up for a job that I didn't want. It was a job with some responsibilities and longer hours than I was working and my kids were little. I didn't want the job. Looking back, God wanted me to take that job. I didn't. I sailed against the wind and finally then God said, okay, fine. I get it. You're not going to go there. You're, you want to go here? Okay, but I'm going to send you there. Then God's spirit said, okay, fine. But when I got to where I wanted to go, God had a new thing for me to do for God that I hadn't known was there. So even when we sail against the wind, even when we fight God and finally say, no, I'm not doing it, God, God will say, okay, I've got something over here that's even better. But you might not like that either. <laughs> it's a longer story. So God's spirit is a wind. It's invisible but real. It's powerful. It guides and directs us. And even when we fight against it, God will have a wonderful thing there for you. That's point one. Point two is this. God's spirit is in me. Please say that. God's spirit is in me. I want, I want you to say it with me like that because it's true and I want you to know that about yourself. 
And here the image for God is the dove. A second image for God's spirit in the Bible is the dove. You get this in the flood story. At the end of the flood story, the dove right, brings the uh, branch so no one knows God is not angry. It's an image of peace. In the New Testament, when Jesus is baptized, the Spirit of God descends from heaven and enters into Jesus. And as we are baptized, as the Spirit comes upon us, God's Spirit is in me. God's Spirit is in you, and that's good news. Because it's, a spirit, uh, because it's an image of peace, you have peace with God. Even though none of us is perfect, nothing that you've done in the past can stop God from being at peace with you. Amen. God's Spirit is in me, and God's Spirit in me changes me. Over time, God's Spirit in you will change you. Now, sometimes it's not changed in the way I want to be changed. It's not, sometimes God's Spirit doesn't change me as fast as I want God's Spirit to change me. But I know from my life, and I know from many other lives, God's Spirit changes people. I'll give you a couple examples from my life. A couple times in my life, people have hurt people. Someone has hurt a person close to me. And when, when I've been hurt by somebody, I can forgive. But when someone close to me has been hurt by somebody, I sometimes hold a grudge for a decade or two. <laughs> I'm Norwegian, and we say Norwegian Alzheimer's is when you forget everything except your grudges. <laughs> So one day, I was really, I had been angry for over a decade, at least with somebody who had hurt my brother. And I came into contact with them. They, they actually called me and wanted a favor from me. And I realized I had forgiven them. I didn't even know it. I wasn't angry anymore. There was nothing there. God's spirit had taken it away. A different person had hurt a friend of mine very, very badly. My father-in-law, who was from rural North Dakota, and he had these salty little sayings, most of which I can't say in church, he would say things like this, you know, the town I'm from is so small, we nail both city limit sign to the same post. <laughs> he would say when he didn't like somebody, I wouldn't cross the street too, and then he would say something. There was this guy who had hurt a friend of mine, and I thought I wouldn't cross the street to help this person. And it was 30 below in January. And I was driving on a Saturday morning and I looked over and there he was trying to change the tire on a car with a lug wrench that was this long. And you know, and it's frozen. Those bolts were frozen on. And I whipped a Yui and picked him up because God had taken away. God changes us in our lives. There it is. God's spirit is in me like a dove giving us peace. I got point number three for you. But just to remind you, point number one, God's spirit is around us. That's the nature of reality. And the picture is the wind. God's spirit is in me. The picture is the dove. And the third one is God's spirit is working through me. Say that. God's spirit is working through me. And here the image is fire, and because of where I am, vineyard. It says in Galatians, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit, there's the vineyard image, in our loves. 
in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then Paul, because he's sarcastic, says, you know, there's, a, there's no law against doing these things, people. The reason that fire is an image for the Holy Spirit in the Bible is because fire changes things. John the Baptist said, hey, listen, the Spirit's coming, and it is like a refining fire. What does a refining fire do? It's really hot, and they take the raw material, and they put it in there, and then the dross melts away, and you throw it, and then gold or iron emerges, right? The true ore, it has been refined. And the Spirit does that to us. You know, the Spirit, heat changes food, heat changes ore, the Spirit as fire changes us. I'm part of a little band, a bluegrass band, and one of the things we do, we are Lutheran. We play uh, Christian music one night a month uh, out in a bar in St. Paul called the Dubliner. It's really weird to go out there and we got people come and sing. One of the things we always sing is an old song, I'm a working on a building. I don't know if you know that song. I won't sing. I sang first service, wasn't really on pitch. I'm working on a building for my Lord, for my Lord. It's a Holy Ghost building for my Lord, for my Lord. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, the New Testament says. God's Spirit is in you and working through you in the world. God's Spirit does not stay in heaven. God's Spirit does not live in a building in Jerusalem, the temple, or in this building. God's Spirit is here, of course, because God's Spirit is everywhere. And God's Spirit is in you. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And what God's Spirit does in you, then, when it changes you, it actually produces things for God's work in the world. It produces things like the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, and self-control. It gives gifts. So those are two, right? The fruit, that's an image for what happens. We bear fruit, godly fruit, when God is in us. And God gives us gifts. Paul says in Corinthians, there are different gifts. There's wisdom, there's knowledge, there's faith, there's healing, miracles, discernment, speaking in tongues. I've never had that one because I'm Lutheran. <laughs> there's administration. I'm kind of good at administration. Here's the thing about these gifts and this fruit. All of you have them, but not, none of us has all of them. So for God's work, we need each other. Right? The musicians up here, thank you guys for leading worship. They've got the gift of music. Not everybody does. Some have the gift of preaching. Some have the gift of service. My sister Karen is a healthcare worker, and she has the gift of caring for people when I could never do what she does. We all have gifts. I want you to know this. You have gifts. You have fruit that the Spirit is working in you. And here's the thing. God can give you a new gift that you didn't have. This happened to me. I was a teenage boy. I was, I was uh, whatever. I was like a lot of teenage boys. But there was nothing about me that was funny or humorous. And then my right leg was amputated for cancer. That day... I became kind of funny. And I, I'm known for uh, humorous books I write and for having a sense of humor. Because God, I think, said, 
Now that you're in this ridiculous body, you're going to need something to help you live, to help people be comfortable around you. And so God gave me the gift of a little humor. And God does that for you too. You can get new gifts from God. You can bear new fruit. When you think about the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, I think that Paul's list there was not exhaustive. That, those aren't the only fruit of the Spirit. Those are just the sort of things. I think if Paul had kept going, he would have eventually gotten to my gifts. Sense of humor, sarcasm, bacon, right? And your gifts too. One of the things that was interesting is Pete said, you got an event coming up here called For Such a Time as This, and you're welcome to come, and there'll be, a, there, there'll be gift inventories you can take. There's lots of those, right? Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, which is my favorite, the Enneagram, which I don't understand. <laughs> but you don't even need those, everybody. What you need is those people who know you best who can tell you what your gifts are. Like, if you ask my wife, she'd say, Rolf's gifts are he's messy, he's a slob, he's way too worried about being on time. You know, these are my gifts. These are good things about me, right? And then I want you to know this last thing. There are three gifts, Paul says, that are available to everybody. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. We can all grow in those three, even as we all have our own individual gifts. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for this chance to be here this morning. Thank you for getting me out of bed so that I could be here and share in this beautiful community. Thank you for the gifts you give everybody. I ask that you would refine us all. Give us, sharpen us in our gifts. Strengthen us for service. And Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen, indeed. I'm real grateful to Ralph for coming and speaking with us, and I get to lead us into the next phase of our service, which is worship and prayer. Uh, Ralph was asking me about the order of our service before church, and I said, well, after you're done is the moment that we've designed church to be about you having a chance to give yourself to God. So I want to invite you to stand as you're able, and uh, the prayer team to come up. If we have folks on the prayer team, I think especially a week where we're talking about the Holy Spirit is a good week to be available to pray for people. Uh, as Ralph was getting toward the end, uh, faith, hope, and love, I really felt like God is inviting some folks to pray to have their faith, hope, and love refilled, to pray to continue to grow in faith, hope, and love, to pray to receive faith, hope, and love that you don't have right now. And so if that describes you, I encourage you to come up, have one of these nice folks pray for you. We'll pray for any request you have, but maybe there's a special thing God wants to do in you today. I'll lead us in prayer as we move into worship. So God, thank you for making Ralph funny. We like him more because of it. Thank you, God. We also thank you for bringing him today to deliver a word about your spirit. And we thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Reveal your presence. Give us the guidance and the fruit that we need in our lives. Help us to follow Jesus. As we worship God, we want to give ourselves to you. We want to receive the things you have for us, faith, hope, love and even the specific gifts that you want to give to each of us. And so we offer ourselves to you as we are, and we ask that you would give us back 
everything that you have for us. come and receive prayer as God leads. We'll have worship and communion together. And after the service, Rolf and I will be outside. We'd love to meet you.